0: Ah, good afternoon, or oh, good evening, no, it's still it's still afternoon, good afternoon, it's the 24th of June to 2019, welcome to From the Crow's Nest, <clears throat> what a beautiful Monday, well it hasn't been beautiful, it's been been a bit overcast and a bit um, well, quite quite humid, but I've had some nice times, I've been sitting uh, in the shade and having the wind blow over me and things like that, so that has been quite nice. So how is everyone? Um, let's get some light here. There oh, we go. Look at that. Now you can see me better. Let's, how's that? Let's open the curtains. There we go. Look. Oh, bright. Okay. So how was everyone's weekend? I hope it was good. Ours uh, was pretty quiet. I'm um, still recovering from being ill, as some of you know. Um, <clears throat> but uh, so, <coughs> <coughs> excuse me. Yeah, so we had a. Pretty pretty quiet weekend. Spent most of it in the garden actually, which was nice. Um, anyway, enough of that. Let's talk about some uh, talk about what's happening. So I've got my hot little hands on uh, this new book by um, published by Beachy Books. It's called The Mermaid Is Unimpressed, um, and it's by uh, Sandy Kilty 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 Sandy Kilty. Um, so uh, Sandy's originally from Kent but has since moved to the island and has written this wonderful book of poetry. I haven't had uh, time to sit down and read it yet but I'm going to tonight and I'll give my five minute, uh, couple minute uh, review of it uh, in the coming days. Hopefully we'll have a, we might even get a chance to have a chat to Sandy and um, uh, and at a later date. Oh, there goes my phone. One day i have got to remember to turn the sound off. Stinging away in my my pocket there. So, uh, what are we going to talk about today? Let's talk about St John's Day. What's St John's Day? Um, well, it's the feast of St John the Baptist, and uh, it, it's synonymous with um, uh, the. Um, it was the feast of St John, and it's synonymous with, um, I guess, the. Um, uh, this time of year, you know, the, um, and my brain's gone completely blank. <laughs> the solstice and summer and all that sort of stuff. So, you know, it, it's it's one of those festivals that um, uh, is embedded in uh, both Christian and pagan and all our memories, our, our collective memories from... This mishmash of religions, <clears throat> but um, and, and each area seems to have their own uh, way of celebrating. You know, there's burning of pyres, there's all sorts of stuff going on. There's a strange little quirk when it comes to the Isle of Wight, and something that is kind of really being completely forgotten. Um, uh, now, but it, it's one of those things that. Um, I'm not sure was was entirely celebrated, but more a memory thing. So let's talk a little bit about the history of the Isle of Wight. Let's talk about the um, uh, the invasions of the French, and this will all become clear very soon. I'm just keeping an eye on the time here. <coughs> let's talk about the Russells, um, and I'll, I'll bring it all together for you. So, so the Russells um were the wardens of the island and uh, they had uh, a, a great manor house at yavelin basically yavelin manor which is still there now um and uh the 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 wardship was kind of um passed on from uh the 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 russells onto uh the gorges and, and so forth Anyway, so the the Russell that we're we're most interested in, and and where this story will start to take, will start to unfold, is is Theobald. So Theobald Russell. But let's go back a little bit and talk about his father, William. So William Russell. So William um, uh, inherited uh, Yavelland uh, Manor through marriage, and um, he died before his son Theobald was of age. And so uh, Theobald, the, the wardship or the stewardship, uh, w- was given to... Um, although Theobald was, um, uh, was would become the, the, the warden of the island, it was, um, I guess, held in, in trust... With um, the the, the Gorges family of of Ariton. Anyway, so fast forward a little bit, and let's uh, to um, to Theobald. So, Th- so Theobald is one of the great heroes of the island um, during the French invasion of 1340, 1341, You know, it's it's, it's not precise. Um he went and repelled repelled the French from coming into um, uh, re- repelled the French from St Helen's and uh, from destroying um, Brading. However, um, it seems that the French got in and actually destroyed Wolverton, which is the, the, the mysterious lost village that we've spoken about many, many times. And this is where it all comes together with uh, St. John the Baptist, the, the Feast of St. John the Baptist. So the story goes that um, the, the the town of Wolverton was, was destroyed. And as it was laying in ruins and burning, the people of Yavaland, who didn't have their own church... Um, Decided that they, they could see the church burning and, and and because this all happened, you guessed it, on the feast of St. John, they pa- they prayed to St. John the Baptist to help them pick up the church from Wolverton and take it to Yaveland. And as they prayed, the saint interceded and made the church as light as a feather. And the people picked it up and took it to Yavelin to its now final resting place. Where it was then reconsecrated to St. John the Baptist. And dedicated to St. John the Baptist. How much of that story is true? Well, what we do know is that the church um, in... Uh, the church... St. John the Baptist in um, Yaveland didn't turn up; it, it just came out of nowhere in the mid-fourteenth century. What we do know also is that the architecture is much older than that. It is; it is some of it is Norman. There may even be some Anglo-Saxon there. Um, so that fits with the idea. That this was a much older church so if we cut through the folklore and 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 so forth and we look at it we can probably safely say that the that the um there goes there goes our friend the train we can probably safely say that the people of wolverton or the people of yavelin I got to get this fixed, doesn't I? don't I? Um, the people of Yavaland uh, did basically dismantle the church and brought it up and rebuilt it in Yaviland from from Wolverton. We know there is a there is a Roman archway, uh, sorry, a Norman archway, which predates uh, when this church appeared. We know there was no church there because the people often complained. The Russells had a chapel, but it was a private chapel. So there we have it. And that is the connection between um, St. John the Baptist, the Feast of St. John, Wolverton, and the Church at Yavelind. Um The whole story is much more interesting you know, there's, there's lots of saints and there's lots of angels and demons and magical wells and all sorts of stuff. And I, I've talked about this a lot. And as you know, I'm quite obsessed. But I thought it was kind of uh, apt for today. And lastly, I'm going to tell a little story. And this little story here is is not to do with the Isle of Wight. It's actually to do with Kent, where I used to live in Kent. And I've recounted the story of uh, my experience at Kitts Cottie. But there's another place nearby called the Uncountable Stones or Little Kitscoty, which is the remains of a, of a long barrow, just as as Kitzkotty was, uh, or Kitscoty House. Um, and legend says that if you can count the count the stones, the devil will appear and have to do your bidding. But when you, but as you count them. Things change and you can never actually do it. One person did. The devil appeared. But the devil was able to trick him. And every wish that he made of the devil turned out against him. So here's my experience at the uncountable stones. About 20 years ago, maybe less, maybe 15 years ago. um, It was... I want to say an autumn day but maybe late summer or evening night, in the night. I know it wasn't freezing cold. Um, I went there just on a whim on my own and when I got there there were people there and it's not uncommon for people to go there at night. People just wanting to experience the place, and um, people holding religious ceremonies and so forth. And uh, there were there were some people there, and they were performing a religious ceremony. And I asked if it was okay if I could stay. They said yes, it's it's fine. It's, you know, and I sat quietly um, as they um, performed what seemed to be maybe a um, harvest type blessing or or thank you so it must have been quite late in summer or early autumn and that probably went on for about an hour and then the party started to disband and I said we all said our goodbyes and I thanked them for allowing me to to witness it It was it was beautiful there was singing and um, chanting and bells and um lighted lighted torches and something they did with a with a sword which was uh interesting and terrifying and beautiful all at the same time and um i I had you know just just an absolutely wonderful time so off they went and um I stayed there for probably another hour just just sitting there meditating and just thinking about the stones and um I noticed an an eerie green glow so I sort of went over there and had a look and there I found glow worms and there were glow worms between the stones I've never seen them before and they were beautiful and surprising and just just there and I tried to capture it tried to take photos of it but I didn't have the right phone, the right camera and it was um, so the only record I have is up here. I thought it was absolutely beautiful. So I watched them for a while and noticed them sort of dimming out. So I went back and it was still a very warm night and by now it was probably 2am 2 2 I I suspect, I don't know, I didn't have a watch. And I sat back with my um, my back against one of the stones and just sitting there and relaxing. I had my hat on, sort of just pulled it down over my nose and tre- meditating and just. I, I, I guess I found myself falling off to sleep. And. Um, These dreams, these these these, these vivid, <sighs> frightening dreams of, uh, and I, and I say they were vivid, but I can't tell you what they were of. Uh, just a, uh, just a feeling of black, and and things were happening that I, I cannot explain in the in the dream. I, I cannot tell you exactly what the dreams were about because I don't remember it was just but it was such a vivid experience colors and uh, the the dark colors dark blues blacks deep reds and then I heard this noise noise that I've never heard and then it was like a deep guttural scream deep and curdling and then a bang and it felt like my head exploded and i sat bolt upright right and looked around me and as i looked around those it was like i saw geometric shapes in front of me everything was i can't explain it it was i could see the outlines of things because of the from the darkness but it was like zigzag shapes were in front of my mind my eyes and when i closed my eyes i just saw uh, geometric patterns um octagons um uh dodecahedrons um you know the, the 3d geometric shapes some 2d some 3d and colors and it was just incredible but also terrifying and I didn't know what to do and I couldn't stand up and I kind of got on all fours and crouched down and closed my eyes and just held onto the ground and when I did that I heard the sound again and I opened my eyes and then everything stopped and my heart was throbbing and my head was pounding and I legged it straight back to the car and went home and that was my weird experience so anyone that has any insights into what happened let me know because i have no idea anyway thank you very much we're already oh gosh we're at 17 minutes um thank you very much for joining me i hope you have a wonderful week got a lot going on this week Uh got lots to talk about if you have anything that you want to tell me please do dm me if you like this if you're watching this on on facebook uh, on um youtube like please subscribe thank you very much have a great week And I hope you had a great weekend. Bye-bye.